0: Welcome back, everyone. You are listening to the CJJC Show. Embrace the controversy. Stay for the biased takes. Hope everyone will have a happy Thanksgiving and a safe holiday break. The guys are going to be previewing the Week 12 NFL game slate, and they're going to be getting ready for some Thanksgiving takes. So sit back and enjoy the show.
1: Jalen we are here it is a Wednesday We're recording a day early because tomorrow is Thanksgiving we got a lot going on in the NFL world some tough news for us. some second year quarterbacks that we'll get to um as we said on Monday the best Thanksgiving slate in years coming up um a lot going on and most importantly above all above all else the beam team the Sacramento Kings have won seven in a row I know we're not going to talk any basketball, so just to throw that out there. Seven in a row for the Sacramento Kings, the official team of this uh, podcast. How are you doing tonight, sir?
0: I'm doing good, doing good. Like you said, I'm fine with being the official broadcast of the uh, – or podcast of the Kings. That would be, that'd be electric to get behind. Uh, personally, I, I like that you mentioned them right away. But uh, first of all, I do have a question, so if we are going to get some basketball talk out the way. Nuggets, what happened? What happened last night?
1: I mean, it was a tough loss to the Pistons. You're going to have those. They're up up a bunch right now. They, no game they- cutting him, though? Yeah, I mean, it's a bad loss. The game before, they beat the Mavs without Bones and, and Jokic. So definitely concern. But, you know, the Nuggets lose a lot of games like that in the regular season. Um, other teams do. So minimal concern. It's definitely a bad loss. But I think they'll bounce back. I'm not too worried yet.
0: I'm agreeing with you. I agree with you and uh, what was it Ben Simmons played at Philly last night
1: yeah yeah John John was at the game that was wild
0: yeah I was about to say they still fell short the Nets did but they said Simmons actually finally played a decent game yeah, so like you said better. they're starting to somewhat wake up
1: he's been playing better but the Nets are just still bad the Sixers didn't have him beat Harden or Maxie and they still beat him <laughs>
0: yeah. that's sad because I also almost wanted to believe in the their three-point shooter, Juan Adube. But it looks like that's not... If they, if they, and they need to win some better games for me to believe in them again.
1: Yeah. But yeah, so we got the NBA. Always interesting. I'm thinking maybe next week we break out the... Uh, for post-Thanksgiving tiers, first in-season NBA tiers. If you're willing... Oh, yeah. To, I might, that. Maybe tack it on <laughs> the end of the Thursday episode next week. Make Christian uh, look at him.
0: Make <laughs> Christian, yeah. I mean, yeah, I was... Let's say we can let him look at him and stuff because you know he's not paying attention to the NBA, but he <laughs> obviously as Remember, he said he's giving us till January, and what's the Jan so pretty much the Christmas break.
1: But yeah,
0: no, man, I can't wait for those college, those Christmas games are actually pretty good too. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure, yeah. So,
1: yeah. so it's
0: always good to talk about the NBA for a brief moment,
1: <laughs> yeah. We'll definitely do a lot more once the uh, as we get in more into the you said January, February, all that. Okay. So we got a lot of games to get to on our, our week preview. Um, some quarterbacks. Um, one of them oh, yeah. is very near and dear to this uh, show. We said on Monday the bandwagon needed to be parked. It is uh, it is parked. Um,
0: yeah, we parked it at
1: the right time. <laughs> <laughs> we parked it, yeah. Maybe a little late, but we, we got it before the buzzer. Um, we'll get to that. But first, as we've said, the best Thanksgiving Day slate in in years. All of these games is pretty – all three are pretty interesting, even the game that includes the Detroit Lions. Now, I'd have to look it up. I don't remember when the last time the Lions actually won on Thanksgiving was. I'll, I'll pull that up. But they could have certainly given them a more winnable game uh, when they made the schedule. But the Bills are a really good team, but they've had some issues of late. And as you said, the Lions coming off three three straight wins – Hosting the bills. Now FanDuel has the lions as the bills as nine and a half point favorites in Detroit. I think we've talked to, I mean, the bills, I still have some questions, even though they did get a win last week. I mean, I, I know I can't pick lines games very well, but I'm leaning the Lions here just because that is, that is just a lot of points nine and a half at home on a three game win streak. So I, I like the Lions and the points. Um, the Bills, I definitely think. I think the Bills will win. Tough to see the Lions getting a fourth in a row, but uh, I like the I like the Lions plus the nine and a half. I mean, I get the Bills are better, but that is a pretty big line.
0: You are making me take a risk here? You're really making me take a risk. Um, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to go ahead and agree with you on the Lions pick. I'm going to go ahead because I said this earlier. I've been <laughs> saying it all month. Campbell comes into this game. And wins this game, he keeps his job. I'm not saying they're gonna win it, of course, because this line says they shouldn't. But goddamn, would that be electric if they did win this game? So I'm gonna go ahead and ride with you, though, Colby. That the lines will give us a very a good, inter uh, entertaining opening Thanksgiving game. And it's very it's risky. Remember, I'm taking into account that you can't. Um, so I'm taking a risk here. So that that means when it comes to this Bears, I'm take. I have to keep a very big eye on this Bears Jets game when we come to it. I think because, it was
1: fair, no. right last week. I, they cover. They did. They lost, but they did cover. They did cover the spread last week. For the record,
0: yeah, yeah, you're <laughs> right. At the same time, I'm here. I like to pick winners. <laughs>
1: you're right. You're right. Um, so yeah, I'm looking at it now. The history. So the Lions have not won on Thanksgiving since 2016 over your Vikings.
0: Okay. Three.
1: But I didn't realize. I didn't remember this. But from 2013 to 2016, they won four in a row on Thanksgiving. That was a great stretch for them. Prior to that, they hadn't won since 2003. Um, so, and they, lost their last four. I don't
0: think – This is game. the highest attending Detroit game that they're going to have in a while. I believe and it. Since does. 2011. Like, they said that it's pretty much a sold-out Detroit field.
1: That's awesome. I or mean, Ford I the Lions pulled upset. I do just feel like the Bills are kind of – they need this win to get, get right on the ship. But I do think the Lions play them tough. So I take the points in that one. Uh, We're both in agreement there. Okay. The second game, another spread that the Giants, now I'm seeing the Giants have like several starting O-linemen out, which is probably why the spread has gotten as large as it is. Um, The Cowboys coming off their destruction of your beloved Vikings. They are 10 and a half point favorites at home against the Giants. I mean, I think the Cowboys are better and will win this game, but man, again, I just feel like that is so many, that is a lot of points, double digit, uh, coming off that, this is definitely a, a somewhat of a letdown spot coming off the win they had over your Vikings. I think the Cowboys win. I do think they're better, but 10 is just, that's too many points again. So I'm just, I'm going to take the Giants plus the 10 here, even though I think Dallas is better.
0: Um, just see, the, the fact that the Giants' offensive line is dismantled, the, the Vikings only had one offensive lineman injured Christian Darisaw. The moment that beast went down, <laughs> It was over. It's true. So if they're just broken apart, I can completely see how this game can get away from them. Uh, I will take the Cowboys to cover the points. Hopefully, they pull this away in the fourth quarter, so that way we get an entertaining, you know, still Thanksgiving dinner game. Because I would like to have good, good riding, good football feelings riding against this next
1: game. Yeah, it'll be an interesting one. I do think the Giants are could be in some trouble if they lose this one, just because, I mean, their schedule does get tougher coming up. Um, and that loss to Detroit's things. I still think they end up in the playoffs, but this would be a huge win for them. Also the Odell bowl. I mean, these are the two teams that Odell's reportedly considering. It seems like Dallas really wants him, which is, I honestly think it's kind of weird how much the Cowboys are like trying to recruit Odell. I think it's like, they've gone a little overboard with it. Just all the circumstances. Um, but this is a big game. Like you said, this is the best Thanksgiving Day game in year.
0: Yeah. I, I I was about to say, I don't know if this one's going to be the best one now. Cause the, but, I mean, it would be awesome if the Giants came in because they are coming in as a complete underdog. need to avoid the sweep, the division sweep right now because they have played already once. And, uh, you know, I really would like to see a motivated Giants team. This is one of those picks, like you would say, uh, that you hope you're wrong on, you know? This is, this is one of those ones where I'm like, I hope I'm wrong on the Cowboys and the Giants do show up and give us an amazing game. So I'm, I really hope Danny jo- Daniel Jones has to be running a lot of Saquon. That's the only way I see them pulling this off.
1: Yeah. Last thing on that one, the Giants, I said they have a tough schedule coming up. This is brutal. They have – it's backloaded with division games. So after this game, they finish, they go commanders at home, Eagles at home, at Commanders, at Vikings, home for Colts, and then at Eagles for their final game. So that's a lot – that's a brutal stretch. It's not hard to see them going like – I mean, it's not hard at all to see them going like one and five in that stretch or one and four. Um, Yeah. They're going to have to get – the Giants, we're going to find out just how for real they are down the stretch here.
0: Yeah, we need them to put up a good game to tell us how good they – like you said, how real they are.
1: Yeah. All right. And on to the night game, which is actually the smallest spread. So Vegas is expecting it to be the best game. Your Minnesota Vikings at home, two and a half point favorites against the Patriots and their def- great defense and their Mac jones in offense. Um, I mean, I hate to say this, but I, I'm leaning the Patriots plus the two and a half, even though I think Minnesota's better. I do think y'all are a better team overall, but just because – Getting the two-and-a-half, I mean, it helps. And also just Belichick against Kirk Cousins in prime time. Belichick, and you all have struggled when teams have kind of taken away Justin Jefferson. Um, I, again, I think the Vikings are still a good team. I don't think they're anywhere near as bad as they played against Minnesota, against Dallas. But that was a tough loss, and I, part of me wants to say they'll bounce back. But prime time against Belichick is just tough for me to ride with your Vikings here especially since the Patriots are getting the two and a half.
0: I think this is where one of my probably heavily biased tapes takes are going to come in. Um, I really am going to bet on the Vikings for one. They do have to bounce back on this game. They got smacked in the mouth so badly to the point where they had to switch the broadcast on them to another game. I have never seen that happen in a while. Maybe, a, a, I don't know when, since when that happened. Because um, that one was slotted with Jim Nats and Tony Romo. So this one's a primetime one. You can't really sw- switch out of this one. Uh, I really expect the Vikings to come in and uh, really, really, you were saying, show how their roster is much better than uh, the Patriots. I expect them to, yeah, somewhat try and contain Justin Jefferson because the Patriots' pass defense is one of the top and the best in the league. And I do expect Matthew Jr. on the probably get to Kirk Cousins a few times. These are things that I know and I'm aware of. However, I think these are also things that I think the Vikings will overcome and give us like Vegas is predicting probably the best game of tonight where they give us either a, a classic comeback cardiac ca- comeback where I'm over here on the last on the edge of my seat on the last of my breath ready to scream at the TV even though everyone's knocked out with their turkey Thanksgiving nap, because I know that's probably a high probability. Or the Vikings blow the Vikings blow a big lead that they had gotten, and they somehow still hold on to it. Those are the two <laughs> things I'm calling. But um, I'm taking the Vikings.
1: I respect um,
0: stepping down my soapbox.
1: <laughs> no, that's fair. Again, and Mac Jones, like I'm not, a, you know, I've never have never been a believer in Mac Jones, even after the success he had last year, and he's been bad this year. Um, but I, I just, just because of Belichick, I just gives me pause, but all right. So there's the Thanksgiving slate. I'm very excited to see, even though I do have to work tomorrow, but I am very excited to see these Thanksgiving games. It's going to be, it's going to be fun. Now, as per usual on, on the week of Thanksgiving, the, uh, the Sunday slate, we'll just say is not the prettiest. It's not a great one o'clock slate as I'm looking through these games, but certainly some interesting ones. But we'll still give you some hopefully good picks here. I know um, we both need some bounce backs for our locks. I definitely do. And, yeah, the slate as a whole, as I'm looking at it, is pretty disgusting. Okay, so the first one that I got here, um, I'm going to mention this maybe again later. Baltimore at Jacksonville. The Ravens are four-point are four favorites, so not a huge line, but they're favored by four, more than a field goal. Ravens coming off a gross win over Carolina. Jags are three and seven off a of bye. This could be potentially it to be one of the more fun and interesting games.
0: good.
1: Uh, um, so I like the I like the Jags here, plus the points is, is what I'm leaning. I don't in any way think they're a better team on the whole than the Ravens, but they're at home off a of bye against the Ravens team that although they're winning, has some issues, has some question marks. Um I think off of bye, Peterson and Trevor Lawrence, the last few games he's played has kind of cleaned up some of those bad turnovers. Um, I do think Trevor Lawrence is going to pan out. Um, I think it's of the second year guys, you know, I said that was my most interesting storyline. Zach Wilson and Mills were both benched today. So they'll both look like misses. Trey Lance has barely played. Mac Jones, you know, he's fine, but he's not very good. And it looks like Fields and Lawrence are the two hits. Um, So I'll take the Jags and the points.
0: Jags in the points. Um, I think this is one of those games that the Ravens have to come out and show that they're a legitimate team because one of the games later on in this one o'clock slot are a lot more competitive and prove to be more of a statement game. I think just in general as a game in itself, I can't wait to, for us to talk about it. So I'm taking the Ravens and I'm hoping that they, uh, I do like how we were supporting Trevor Lawrence, but I think I'm hoping that the Ravens just some, find a way to just be a little overwhelming to the Jaguars.
1: I can see it could definitely happen. That's fair. On um, the Ravens. I I do believe in the Ravens overall Um, that I think they will be right there in the mix at the end, but they do have some things that concern me. And I, I do like Jackson Jacksonville. Yes. They're three and seven, but they have lost a lot of really close games. So I think they're a lot better than their record indicates or at least better than their record indicates if not a lot but you you make a good point there okay on to the most disgusting game of the of the weekend the vomit bowl it's the three and seven denver broncos at the i believe they're both three and seven at the three and seven carolina panthers sam darnold getting the start so baker mayfield he, he made it a whopping one start before losing his job to darnold who's coming off injury about to be the first time he plays all year I mean, the Panthers, none of their quarterbacks are good. They're, they're bad. It doesn't matter who's playing quarterback. And the Broncos are also bad. Um, I mean, to Denver's two-and-a-half-point favorite. I go back and forth. I would not have touched this game with a 10-foot pole as far as betting. But, I mean, I guess I'll take the Panthers just because they're at home getting points. And, you know, the Broncos haven't seen Sam Darnold this year. But, I mean, man, that that is disgusting. These are just two face-plant failures of the team. Um, Denver should win this one. I mean, this is like – this is major draft implications, actually, is the most that's on the line. Or draft implications for the Seahawks, since the Broncos don't have their pick.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, for the Seahawks, it's big draft implications. Um, I'm with you. I'm taking the Panthers. I think I can't trust the Broncos anymore, and I can trust the Panthers' defense at least. They're way more consistent than the whole entire Broncos as a whole. So at least I know what I'm getting out of the Panthers. They can have a rotating door of quarterback. I don't really mind it because, like you said, they're all awful at this point. So they just have (laughs) at this for me. It's just very entertaining to see who will be starting, and uh, if they get the win, then you know we'll be talking about them for one more week, maybe. You know, unless. Maybe they'll give the job back to P.J. Walker when he comes back from his injury. Who knows? It's the Panthers, and they're just literally just playing for shits and gigs at this time. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to take the Panthers. I really think their defense is just going to pretty much shut down Russell Wilson. And, uh, yeah, uh, that, that's pretty much about it. I know the Pan- I know the Broncos defense is going to show up and give the Panthers fits. But, uh, I mean, it's not like any of these teams are going to impress me to enough to watch this game, like you said.
1: Yeah, man. I mean, who would have thought that this is the way we would be talking about Russell Wilson and the Broncos after they made that move in Austin? I mean, I know you and I both believe Me and
0: Baker Mayfield and the Panthers. I know. Can't believe we're talking like this.
1: That's <laughs> all we're both big Baker guys. Yeah, so this is this is just kind of the like think you said the disappointment bowl. Or not the dis- that was last week. This is the vomit bowl. Last week was the disappointment bowl
0: we could just have every week there will be probably a vomit or disappointment. <laughs> we have to just be aware of that. The NFL scheduling is just not perfect.
1: <laughs> You're right about that. Okay. On to a game that is actually in many ways, the exact opposite of that. As we said, this is a game that had you, you looked at it like at the beginning of the year, have been like, who cares, but it's actually got a little bit on the line, a good bit on the line here. Kind of a big game. That's Atlanta at Washington Washington, four point favorites at home. And again, both these teams, neither of us, I know we, you saw we reviewed our, our preseason predictions last on month or last week. Neither of us, I don't think, thought either of these teams would still be in the mix at this point. So props to them to overachievers. Th- this is an interesting one, one of the probably the second best game of the one o'clock window. These teams, I feel like are very close. I'm interested to see what happens here. I lean Atlanta. I like Atlanta just because I'm getting points. And that's that's really the only reason because I feel like these teams are pretty close as far as the way I think about them. Washington is better on defense, which maybe I'm undervaluing, but Atlanta still like Atlanta wins games. They have a very unique offense, even though it's not the prettiest. When Mariota plays well, they can score a good bit of points. When he's not, when he doesn't, they don't. But so I'm torn. I like Atlanta just because I'm getting the points. Pretty much is the only reason.
0: I don't mind the points. I'm going to go ahead and take care of the commanders. This is Chase Young's uh, opening day game return. Uh, what, what a spot to be in when you have, like you said, this is one of the sneaky games that I had on our pickums when I sent out to the group chats. Um, oh, I haven't. Damn it, man. I keep forgetting to send those group chats. I actually I was haven't sent to it say. <laughs> Oh, my God. I was going to say, I actually <laughs> didn't send it out. I did not send it out. Damn it. I, I have it literally, so I finished everyone. I have it finished. I'll send it out literally after this episode, everybody. But anyways, um, I actually have this game highlighted as one of my sneaky favorite games of the week. And uh, I like the commanders in this spot, honestly. I do expect the Falcons to give them a great game and keep it close. But dude, I'm riding this Heineke wave and it's very high. And I don't see the tide coming down anytime sooner because the yeah. NFC wildcard spot, that last last couple spots are going to be very dicey because if the giants are going to collapse us, the way we're predicting, it's going to get very interesting, very quick. Yeah. Cause you got the 49ers who I'm about to put, which probably after this week i will have to put some respect on their name in the power rankings. So it's uh it's going to be a very, it's going to be a very interesting, uh, very interesting week. But I need to see the commanders do something to prove to me that they should be in that wildcard chase.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, I got to give the commanders their respect
0: and Heineke their respect, and it goes the same way for the Falcons too. By the way, like this is no disrespect to your take because you said the same thing pretty much about the Falcons. Like this is like I, I would love to see Mariona in that spot as well. They were they play very similar styles if you think about it. So interesting. I'm just going to I'm just leaning Commanders just because I like Heineke a little bit more and Chase Young and the defense getting um, more piece back together.
1: Yeah. All right. No, that's fair points. I'm definitely interested to see what happens in that one. I'll have my eye on that for sure. Like I said, that's probably the second best game of the one o'clock window a game that is less interesting. Um, but you know, at least one of the teams is very much relevant. Um, bucks at the Browns, uh, bucks coming off a bye after the Germany game Browns getting three and a half bucks coming off probably their best game in a while in Germany. I mean the Browns, and and for the Browns, it's uh it's Deshaun Watson Eve. This is the last game with Jacoby Brissett. Deshaun Watson will be back next week. Um, the Browns are already pretty much toast, anyways. They're already they're three and seven. I I take the Bucks here just because even minus the points on the road, just because I feel like Brady's off the bye, he's gonna round them into form. We've seen it a million times before. They're gonna be very dangerous in the playoffs, even though they have significant flaws on this team and i don't see them winning the super bowl knock on wood i hope but um i'll take i'll take the bucks just because they have a lot more to play for at this point and i think brady is going to have them looking a little sharper down the stretch here
0: so once again i'm going to be taking the home team underdogs um this is jacoby Brissett's last game like you said playing this is deshaun watson eve uh, I think the Kobe Bissett will ball out cause he did ball out last game, but it just wasn't enough. I think this time it will be enough because I think the defense will be enough to also contain Brady. I still have my questions about this bucks team. Um, and my doubt, especially a lot, I have a lot of doubts still. Um, I mean, they beat these Browns and they start their bye week right back where they start right where they left it off at. Then I'll probably be silent and have them. Like I said, this is a big game also to put for power ranking, uh, for power ranking things for us, I feel like. Because if the Bucs are legit and they take care of business here, this is a game where they can put them on. But I don't think they take care of business here. I think the Browns will actually handle it, give Jacoby a nice little farewell send-off game, and hopefully be in uh, good vibes because they got a bye week and then they get Deshaun Watson. So – or is it they just get Deshaun Watson right away? I'm just, I don't know. Uh,
1: no, I think they ha- – I think um, I think they just get him right away next week. Um. Oh. Or maybe maybe or no, they might have a buy. Well, their next game they have them. Um, I have to double check on that, but yeah. So that that could be a good point. I mean, the Browns do have some real pieces. They and the Bucks' O line has been questionable, so you may have something there. But I, I just can't pick against Brady in the spot. Off a of buy too.
0: Yeah, but this is also uh, what's his name's? who's uh coaching him? Oh, he's coaching down there. It's not Arians anymore. It's uh.
1: Still uh, doing yeah, too hot. Um, uh, Todd Bowles.
0: The, yeah, Bowles. I was about to say, like it's just Todd Bowles we're talking about. So anything can happen. So, I I'll, I mean, yes, it's Brady off a bye, but I'm still going to consider that in and say the Browns. All
1: right, I respect it. Okay, on to and you. I think you were pre hinting at this earlier. On to the best game of the weekend, not just of the one o'clock slate, but the best game of the weekend. Bengals at Tennessee, Cincinnati comes in six and four, Browning into form after beating Pittsburgh. The Titans are the most unentertaining, quietest seven and three of all time. They're seven and three. We, you and I, I mean, the Titans, they started 0-2. They've only lost one game since, and it was an overtime to the Chiefs, who we both say and many say are the best team in the NFL. The Titans are two-and-a-half-point underdogs at home, you know how much I believe in the Bengals, begrudgingly, as have said. I said that I think they're the biggest threat in the Chiefs. This is a playoff rematch. I love the Titans here. Getting points, trying to avenge their playoff loss. Cincinnati's been far from perfect this year. They've had plenty of slip-ups. They have a, The Titans have a real defense, even though their offense has limitations. I mean, I hate to say it, but, like, Kenny Pickett scored 30. Kenny Pickett in the Steelers got 30 on this team last week. The, they hadn't scored more than, like, 23 all season. So. I love the Titans here at home, getting points with Vrabel trying to avenge their playoff loss. Slam the Titans here plus the two and a half for me.
0: Uh, so even though Jamar Chase is coming back in this game, I'm with you. I actually want I'm actually gonna take the Titans here. It's gonna be a little bit to it's gonna be a little bit, to, it's gonna be a lot to handle this, I feel like this Bengals offense is ready to unleash another can of whoop-ass on them. But if everything stays true to what you said, Colby, about last week, about this Bengals line, I think uh, I think they'll be just fine. And they solve that seven-sack problem that they had last playoffs. I'm taking the Bengals. Um, I'm going to take the Bengals. Uh, originally, I did want to take the Titans in this spot. But it, when I heard that Jamar Chase might be coming back and just the fact that, you know, they did try to solve these O line problems, and last time it was a very high sack total. I don't think they're going to replicate that, even though they probably come out and play strong. I'm going to take the Bengals.
1: That's fair. You may definitely be right about that. All right, on to the next game, Jalen. All right. <laughs> I don't know. That was my best impression of like funeral music, like some kind of music that would be played when someone's lowered into the casket. I don't know a specific (laughs) song. R.I.P. 2022, basically, from the first time we did this show to now. I don't remember off the top of my head the first recording date. R.I.P. to the Davis Mills bandwagon. We were the biggest drivers of it. um, Probably in the world. And it is it is it is done the texans have announced today they're going with kyle allen one perk of davis mills being a third round pick and playing for the texans rather than a first round pick and being for the jets zach wilson getting benched stole all the headlines no one cares no no, there was not a segment on tv today about davis mills being benched the texans are 13 and a half point underdogs at miami i mean that is a huge number but I mean, give me Miami. I, I can't pick against pick the Texans after they, they ended our boy, ended our magic run. Sad for him. Kyle Allen, you know, wish him the best, but the Dolphins are far better. It's a huge number, but they're daring you to pick the Dolphins with that number, and I can't, I can't. If the Texans had Mills with the 13 and a half, you know I'd be picking it, but I can't. I'm off it. So give me the Dolphins, even minus all those points.
0: <laughs> okay, so, um... I'm, I'm with you. I, I feel like it's terrible that he hasn't gotten the same amount of hype as uh, Zach Wilson. Well, obviously, Zach Wilson's in a New York and in a winning team Number two. that needs him to play better, not like Davis Mills where he's surrounded by a bunch of losers. So, Colby, um, just for fun facts here, this game opened at 9.5 and, and is now 13.5, right? That all happened today when they announced Davis Mills. No, so Davis they added four, four more points. points. They added four more points after Davis Mills was gone. So they actually had a little bit of belief of Davis Mills. But once once Vegas saw that, once Vegas heard he was gone, they were like, oh, yeah, this shit's over. <laughs> they, they, were like, they knew it was over. They knew it was a runaway. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and tally that with you. I'm going to take the Dolphins and the points and swallow all 13 and a half of it. So – I think Tua, and I think that Tua, dude, they're gonna go off. They're gonna explode. It's gonna be a It's gonna be a shit show for Houston. Yeah. Hopefully, Damian uh, Pierce gets enough to, gets enough action, but because he's on my fantasy team, but that's the only kind of hope I got
1: right now. Say what you want. Obviously, we, we were not correct about Davis Mills, but I mean, there's no way that Kyle Allen is gonna be better with this team than Davis Mills. Come on, it's Kyle Allen.
0: Okay. <laughs> All right, go. All right, on to if, the. Wait 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 wait! If, if Kyle Allen wins this game, do we uh, do we have to start up the Kyle Allen bandwagon?
1: I don't know. I think we might just start every episode with a disclaimer that we might not know what we're talking about. <laughs> I think we all. I think I kind of already do. I think we already do. I, I cannot in good faith start a Kyle Allen bandwagon. I,
0: I don't think I could either, man. I, you know, no. what was it, like three four games in Carolina that he played, and that was terrible.
1: Yeah. Uh, okay. And that transitions beautifully into the final one o'clock game. The other benching, the one that took all the headlines today, the bears are six and a half point underdogs at the jets and it will be Mike white. It was not. And that was also the surprise that there was, I think that was undersold is not only, it's not even Flacco. They're going back to Mike white and Flacco was playing at the beginning of the year, which is, which is interesting. Um, you know, not sure why, but props to Mike white um i didn't think they would actually bail on zach wilson even though like last week was bad i still think he might play again this year depending unless mike white just tears it up um but man zach wilson i mean what can you say looks like a complete bust at this point that's i mean i did not see him getting benched even though it was rocky but i mean he hasn't gotten better that that's really the reason like he he hasn't improved he didn't take accountability after the last loss we said on monday like It's a real bad look. They're probably looking at Jimmy G, other guys, after the year. And, you know, I can't pick a Bears game, except I've picked, like, two or three this year because I did get last week they did cover by a a hair. Um, Having said all that, I love the Jets here, minus six. Even though Justin Fields is easily the best quarterback in this game, he's banged up. And if you take quarterback out of it, the Jets have a far, far better roster than the Bears. The only two games Zach Wilson has lost, even though he hasn't played well, is to Belichick. So give me the Jets minus the points here, even with Mike White. They just have a way better team.
0: Oh, well, you're going to feel really good about that pick. You ready? This line opened up at minus three and a half. <laughs> Zach Wilson was announced when I made my original uh, pick'ems, pick-em's form, which was around noon. The line was at minus four and a half. So it moved up a point, And now it's at six. That's so right. this line has been growing. The, everyone, the public has been riding Mike White, and the and every like they agree with the fact that Zach Wilson was shipping out, and it looks like Vegas agrees with you. I am surprised the spread has grown that big. I think that the Bears will at least make it a shootout. Even though, yes, this Jets defense is really good, but I'm surprised by the change of this line. I'm going to take the Jets as well.
1: Yeah. No, I like that. And I also think, like, even if Mike White, like – like, I think they would have still won this game with Zach Wilson just because the Bears' defense is not – I
0: disagree. I, I disagree. <laughs> no, I don't think they won this game with Zach
1: Wilson. But, man, how much is it going to sting for them to have to watch the guy they should have picked, Fields, which, like, I was surprised at the time. Like, you know what I'm said Like, I saw Fields in that draft as, like, the number two guy. Now, granted, I would have had Wilson third, um, and he hasn't even been that, <laughs> But – but, like, I did not understand why – how Wilson became just above Fields. I mean, I get the Ohio State quarterback thing, but I digress. Fields Fields is great. The Bears – this is really, in a weird way, the last thing I'll say about the Bears, kind of been the best-case scenario for this season because of realistically what it could have been. Because Fields is the guy, and they're also going to get a super, super high draft pick to support him. And they're going to give a super high second-round draft pick to the Steelers. Okay. On <laughs> the four o'clock slate. You know,
0: before you do, I want to add on. I completely agree that this is a very ideal situation for the Bears. Um, this is a what more can you ask for? We I've been saying it week in, week out that as long as their games are fun and entertaining to watch, what more can you ask for for a Bears fan this season? That's right. As and long if- as they, as long as you keep seeing that growth, and Justin feels like you were saying, what more can you ask for? I mean, obviously they had to sell out their defense, but I think that was the correct move. And the Chase Claypool thing is positive for both of you because they are losing games, but Justin and Field stats have grown a lot <laughs> since that move has happened. So, those are two things that to keep an eye on still. Like, let's see how that ends in the end of the season. But yeah, that's how I, I, I'm with you, though, on all the Bears and uh, all the good feels, that could, all the good vibes that should be coming their way next season.
1: All right, Jalen, on to the four o'clock slate here. Not the prettiest of slates. In fact, it's actually, actually, it's just, it's just pretty terrible.
0: Uh, yeah, it's very gross.
1: So the first one we got the six and four Seahawks at home off a of bye coming against the three and seven Raiders who won a game, although two of their three wins are against the Broncos. I mean, Seattle get there's, uh, the Raiders are getting three and a half on the road. This could be a weird game that the Raiders win, but I'm done trusting the Raiders. Seattle's off a bye with a far better coach um, with everything to play for versus a Raiders team that's been a disaster. I really like Seattle here, minus the points. I just think they're just a better team. And like I said, far better coach.
0: Um, yeah, so usually I would be off the Josh McDaniels bandwagon, but for some reason, Some reason I feel like this is that game where they're just gonna win. Um, I'm gonna take, I'm just gonna take the the Raiders offense. I'm taking the Raiders offense here to pretty much outperform themselves, and we get a classic Genio Smith stinker game. Um, that's pretty much what I'm riding with here. i really think that if the Raiders truly believe that they have footing underneath themselves. This is the game that they prove it to everyone. If they lose this game, then obviously I'm back off the shit. But this is that moment where it's that late-season push and that every team tries to make. And I think this is the Raiders' moment, so I'm going to take the Raiders in that moment.
1: That's fair. I like that. Like I said, this one could get weird. Some of these games could get weird. Um, I don't hate that, but I got to disagree and go with Seattle. Okay, on to another game that – Kind of in another way, I wouldn't call this a full disappointment bowl, but uh, well, for one team, but it you would have thought this would be a better team going into here. The Chargers at the Cardinals. Arizona is a three and a half point underdog at home. Um, they are getting Kyler back, although I mean this season has just been so bad for Arizona. It has just been an implosion. I they they've looked like they are given up. And the Chargers, after that heartbreaking loss to the Chiefs, even though all their injuries, it makes sense, they're three-point favorites. I mean, the Chargers have to have this game. They have everything to play for against a Cardinals team that, again, feels like it's quit. Neither team – both these teams might be looking for coaches after this year. Uh, But uh, I'll take the Chargers minus the three on the road, even though it does kind of give me the heebie-jeebies this game, just because, I don't know, it just feels weird.
0: No, Colby, I would say that don't worry about your heebie-jeebies. I'm with you on this one. I, I'm picking the Chargers as well. Um, Keenan Allen's back, and they just they put up a great game against the Chiefs. They need this one, like you said, especially in that competitive AFC wildcard spot where we were just talking about the Chiefs, uh, not the Chiefs, the Bengals and the Titans and everything, and we were talking about teams that can compete against the playoffs and those AFC contenders. Chargers need to wake the hell up. And I am completely agreeing with you that um, the Chargers need to have a game that they need to win. I'm completely off the Cardinals right now. Um, Despite them being at home, I'm going to take the Chargers as well.
1: All right. Yeah, no, I I completely agree with you on that. I think we've become pretty lockstep on the cards. Okay, now this one is – just another all time. Wow. Who would have thought um, that this would be the case when the schedule, when you looked at the schedule at the beginning of the year, uh, this was a game you probably thought was going to be game of the week. Instead, the Chiefs are 15 and a half point favorites at home against the defending champion Rams, who are three and seven. Matt Stafford out, John Wolford out. It is Bryce Perkins. The undraft, one-time undrafted free agent, former UVA quarterback, as a matter of fact, who I was like, you know, he, he, he did snap their streak against Virginia Tech, but he was one of those guys where you're like, you know, he's a really good college quarterback. He's not an NFL quarterback. No disrespect to the guy. He's athletic. He can run, but he's just not it as a passer. This is, I mean, this is now the, the Malik Willis will not be the worst quarterback the Chiefs face all year. That is a ridiculous line. Especially for a team that won the Super Bowl, but I have to take the Chiefs, even minus all those points. This is a complete. They, I mean, they're so much better. Bryce Perkins. I don't want to be rude to the guy, but he might not score in this game.
0: <laughs> I think. I think. I think McVeigh will score somehow. It might be because of a short field mishap, you know, like a fumble or somewhere. Somehow, some way, they get a turnover. Um, completely with you. Completely with you, though, on this Chiefs take. Um, I, I, I don't even see, I see this game opened up at 10 points and now it's grown to 15, you said. Yeah. So that's just ridiculous. This game well, could I probably keep growing. I think this game is going to also keep growing, as a matter of fact, as we keep saying, as it keeps going. So I wouldn't be surprised if the spread's at like 17 come Sunday morning, you know, or probably come kickoff, you know. So, I'm gonna take the Chiefs now before it's too late. Apparently,
1: <laughs> no, I like that. Yeah, that. I mean, what more can you say? I mean, when I just think about this Rams, this Rams team, man, and I'm just think like I said, it just I, I can't. It just continues to make me go back to Detroit. Like, yes, the Rams won the Super Bowl, so like they're happy with the trade. But Detroit now is like another year later. They're like they're playing with house my who would have thought that the Rams pick would be better than the Lions pick this year we'll see how it finishes but that's crazy okay on to this is easily my favorite pick of the four o'clock games on to the final four o'clock game San Francisco at home against New Orleans 49ers are eight and a half point favorites it's a big number but you know how I feel about New Orleans um and Andy Dalton uh, I believe the, the Saints are coming off that win over the Rams. I I love the Niners here, even minus all those points. They appear to be finding their groove. They look like one of the top, most talented teams in the NFC. They have legit players everywhere. They're getting healthy. Um, even minus all those points, it's Andy Dalton versus the Niners. Andy Dalton is not going to have two good games in a row. He's Andy Dalton. Give me the Niners, even minus all those points. That's That's a slam dunk.
0: All right. Um, I'm going to go ahead. Despite all of what you just said, and I, I agree with you how much I hate talking about the Saints and everything, I want to put into the fact that this line is pretty big. This is a very big number to take. Um, the Saints have a good defense, and it surprise us. Saints have played McCaffrey before, so that maybe I know somehow some way to contain them. However, I am going to be taking the 49ers with you. Um, I do I do see the 49ers running away with this one. Might be a little bit too much to handle in the four o'clock slot. But, um, yeah, as I say, despite all the decent players, that, as I say, the Saints have some studs, but I don't think that's not going to be enough to control what's going on in San Francisco because they got a lot of stars.
1: Yeah, no, I agree with you on that. Okay, on to the primetime games. One I'm sure we're going to talk about a little bit more than the other. The Sunday nighter, Packers at the Eagles. Packer, Eagles six-and-a-half point favorites at home. You know, I put the Eagles as one of my locks to cover last week, and they barely won, escaping against the Colts by a point. I mean, the Eagles are clearly a far better team than the Packers, who the Packers, I mean, it's pretty much over at this point. I believe they're four and seven. Um, So they're pretty much done. But I'll take the Packers and the points here just because it almost seems like the line could be bigger. It's Rodgers. The Eagles have looked shaky as of late. I think the Eagles probably win, but I think this could be close, closer than you think. That's why I like Aaron getting six and a half, even though the Packers have not looked great and – they, their season's pretty much toast. I still think they cover the spread in this one I lean towards the Packers here. Man. Uh,
0: man, oh man. This line hasn't changed. This is one of the games that just hasn't changed throughout all the weekly uh, BS that's been going around and quarterback changes, I guess I should say. Um, this is the game that's supposed to be the nail in the coffin for Aaron Rodgers. Uh, at the same time, I don't think Aaron Rodgers is ready to call it quits. I kind of want to ride with you, Colby, even despite how much I hate both these teams and how much I would love to see the Packers' be, ship be written off. I truly do see that Rodgers Rod can at least cover this game and make it look competitive and make us believe that there's still some fight in this team for the late season push. So I'm going to go with the Packers somehow to cover but i do think the Eagles will win
1: all right i like y'all we're in lock and step there on to the final game of the weekend the one we at one point talked about going to but that didn't end up happening <laughs> and with a whopping 39 and a half point over under if that tells you anything about these two offenses i'm gonna let you go first Jalen because I've got a lot I'm going to say on this game, just because I know we've probably talked about some of this before the Colts, the Steelers at the Colts on Monday night, football Colts, two and a half point favorites. What say you?
0: Uh, yeah, for me, I think this is an easy one. Give me the Steelers. CJ Watson chased down old man, Matt Ryan across the field. Um, I like that. I don't like the offense of the Steelers so much. I have a lot of questions about that, but I do like the defense and going against the Colts offense. That's the one thing that I do like to compare and the Colts defense against the the Colts defense is a little questionable itself as well. Just like the Steelers offense. So I'm taking the Colts and I'm going to keep it short. So that way you can go ahead. I mean, I'm not taking the Colts. I'm taking the Steelers I'm keeping it short. So that way you can go ahead and go on your box.
1: All right. I appreciate that. I'm in. Even though the Steelers did burn us last week, and we all picked them, I'm in complete agreement with you on this one. Although it is for different reasons, I, I do believe, like you said, I like all what you said there. Pickett's gotten better. Kenny Pickett, you know, uh, he's coming off the best two game stretch of his short career. Um, after the bye, again, he he, it was he wasn't great against the Bengals, but he was solid. That loss wasn't on him, I don't think. And he won against the Saints, even though he wasn't amazing. He did fine. Hasn't had a pick in two weeks, knock on wood. But the two reasons why I'm taking the Steelers in this one, well, three reasons. First, just I'm getting the two and a half. But also, and the biggest reason, this is a complete coaching mismatch. Jeff Saturday, no disrespect. I've obviously haven't believed in him like you and Christian did. And I told him, I said last week, like, he's done better than I thought. I right, give him full credit there. He's clearly got them fired up. But come on now. This is a mismatch. This is Mike Tomlin we're talking about here as a dog. This is a huge coaching mismatch. And can you tell me, Jalen, I mean, we have probably, I'm sure I've done this spiel on this podcast already, but can you tell me the last time that the uh, Colts beat the Steelers and Mike Tomlin? Uh, do, you, do you remember uh, our little history lesson we had on that last
0: time? Uh, give
1: me... 2002 okay it's not that long ago but (laughs) but but it is uh 2008 was the last time that's got that's pretty close that's pretty close I knew it wasn't in 2010 I knew that much so (laughs) that's a fun fact and like I said that was Mike Tomlin's first game against the Colts in his second season as the Steelers coach Steelers ended up winning the Super Bowl that year um second season as the coach First game against the Colts, he lost. Has not lost since. Uh, He has since then rattled off. Now they don't play every year because they're not in the same division. But he's since then rattled off two, four, six, seven in a row over the Colts. He may the streak may snap tomorrow, but I don't think so. Pickett's getting better. It's a huge coaching mismatch. I I, I like the Steelers' chances here. You don't know, think Jeff
0: Saturday knows that though? That that you don't think You're Jeff Saturday fan. probably does know that? You know, think Jeff Saturday is probably playing a little inspired football. No, you
1: know? I mean, Jeff Saturday. I said he's. I said he's been better than I thought he would be. I give him full credit for that.
0: All right. All right. All right. Sounds fair enough, sounds fair enough. I like the take anyway, because I am riding the Steelers with you, so give me some reassurance on that take. I like it. All right. Um,
1: that could all right. Wait. On to the fun stuff. Yeah. Hmm.
0: Sorry, I needed a quick water there. <laughs> so, before we move on to our own picks, let's go ahead and get Christian's Uh, thanksgiving, thanksgiving do list. Uh, a little repeat, he did mention it last week, but (laughs) we're gonna go ahead and repeat it one more time for y'all. It's a running back special we got for the Lions game. He's going with DeAndre Swift, which is, in my opinion, very bold because he's Jamal Williams is not playing. I mean, Jamal Williams has been balling out. Um, then you got Dalvin Cook. I like this one a lot. I really hope Dalvin Cook cooks up a lot of the Patriots' defense and gives Kirk Cousins a little bit of runaway time from uh, Judon. And you got Ezekiel Elliott. Despite the performance that Tony Pollard put up, Christian's double downing on those guys. So those are your Thanksgiving do lists. And then Colby, before we get into our locks, I do have his locks. So let's go ahead and get our though Statement. And upset games of the week. Okay. You can go ahead and go first for both of these.
1: All right. So these are – this is a little bit of a tougher one, I feel like, this week because I do feel like there's kind of a lot of mismatches this week um, uh, in a lot of games between not great teams. For the statement game of the week, I'll actually go with your Minnesota Vikings on Thanksgiving. The statement being that, okay, we can still beat good teams. Yes, we had an atrocious, horrible performance against Dallas, but that doesn't mean we're frauds. We can still win games. We're still going to be in the mix. Get the ship right. Don't let that loss turn into a longer streak. I'll say your Vikings for my statement game. They need it. They yeah. need a statement.
0: That's just uh, – I like that you said it, though, because I would have said the same thing. Um, I'm going to take commanders then. I'm going to go ahead and say the commanders because they need that wild card. T- they need to be a presence in the wild card chase. Um, I want to see the commanders in the hunt. So give me the commanders is a statement game against the Falcons too. This is a big game for both of them.
1: That's going to be a fun one to watch.
0: All right. Who's your upset, Cole?
1: All right. This one is easy. I I had this, as soon as I looked at the slate. Oh, easy upset. Well, not necessarily an easy upset like that will happen, but I'm just saying out of all the potential upsets, this was easily my favorite pick. Like as soon as I looked at this week's slate, I knew this was what I'd pick for my upset. Give me the Jags against the over the Ravens. Um, no disrespect to Baltimore, but, again, they're off a bye. They're at home. Ravens have had some issues. The Jags have a lot of close losses. Lawrence is kind of rounding into form now. I'll take the Jags as my upset pick. I, I, I like that easily, I think, is the most likely upset.
0: Um, so I am going to double down on my Thanksgiving take. Ooh. And I'm going to say the Lions upset the Bills. on Thanksgiving, Dan Campbell goes ahead and keeps the job for another season. Like this it. is the game that sells it all. Um, I like the Jags pick, Colby, because I guess a great way to transition into our Lockhams is that Christian had the Ravens.
1: I'm sure he as he lock.
0: he <laughs> had the Ravens as his lock. Yes, he
1: said they would cover the first last week and
0: the Colts. I think he – I mean, I think we kept, that's we put him in a spot. But this week he took the Ravens as a guaranteed lock because he was the number one – he was the first one to get him out. So he felt very confident in the Ravens. So, Colby, it's going to be very interesting to see how this game boils down to. We got a little dispute going on here. I love to t- track those down. Uh Let's see. Just double-checking to see if we have anything else that don- bumps with his takes, but not really. So – yeah, yours is the that that Jags take was that's why I had to get I had to raise my eyebrow a little bit more. I was like, oh, Colby actually said the Jags. I thought you were gonna say a, probably a bigger lined game like the Texans or something. No, I was kidding. <laughs> but uh, go ahead, Cole, take take the spotlight. What do you got for your first lock? You cannot say the Panthers, Ravens, or Colts.
1: Those were his three locks. Yeah, this is a lock. Interesting. (laughs) He's
0: (laughs) going to that game. Remember, he's going to be at that game. That's
1: right. That's right. That's right. I respect it. All right. Well, that's fine. He didn't pick any of the ones I would have taken for my locks. Anyway, my first lock. I mean, I said it. It's the best game of the week. Give me the Titans over the Bengals or the Titans plus the two and a half against the Bengals. I said, I've, this game has to mean so much for the Titans. And even though I do kind of think the Bengals will be more dangerous come the end and more likely to make a deep playoff run, um, the Titans are no slouch. They play really good defense. They run the ball. Um, this just means a lot to them, I think. They're home underdogs. I get the better coach. I'll take the Titans plus the two and a half as my first lock.
0: I'm going to go ahead and challenge you on that, Colby. Because I'm going to take the Bengals as my lock. I'm going to take them because I'm going to go ahead and challenge you right off the bat. I'm going to take the Bengals as my lock. Um, I like that. I just think, like I said, the all cards on the table type game. Uh, If Jamar tastes is back, I like it even more. But if he's not, I think the offensive line that the Bengals supposedly were supposed to solve, this is the game where they're like, hey, this is the game we page all the fix. So you all better show up this game. And this is where I'm saying the Bengals offensive line comes through for them. Give me the Bengals. Wow.
1: I like uh, it. That? I'll
0: take the next block first. I guess I'll take round two. Yep.
1: Um,
0: you know what? We got off the bandwagon at the right time. I'm going to take the Dolphins. We got <laughs> off at the right time. I'm going to say it. We got off at the right time. We're going to take the Dolphins. I know it's a huge, <laughs> huge wow. spread. I'm going to say Dolphins and the points because it's a huge spread, but I believe in the Dolphins to just outgun them in every way. So give me the fins.
1: I like it. I was thinking about that for one of mine. I'm surprised you didn't take this one as your second lock. So I'm going to go ahead and take it. Give me the Niners minus the eight and a half over the Saints. Come on now. This is a surprise. Mystery. This is. Uh,
0: you know I wouldn't take them. You know I wouldn't back up those filthy Niners.
1: <laughs> That's fair. Oh, That's we... a mismatch. Um, <laughs> we're also going to have to have one more talk here at the before the final thoughts. Um, okay, okay. Not a long talk, just a quick thing. But, yeah, I'll take the Niners as my second lock. All
0: right, and you got the final lock spot, Paul.
1: All final right. Round. You know, I traditionally don't like taking big favorites but I just put the Niners as a lock can't I don't think I can bring myself to do any of the Thanksgiving I'm tempted to take the Giants plus the 10 but I don't think I can do that with all their line injuries so give me give me um give me Green Bay plus the six and a half I just think that's a big number for Rodgers getting those points and the Eagles have looked a lot choppier lately it was a little concerning to me how they looked against the Colts yes they won but I thought they would bounce back in a bigger way. Um, I think the Eagles probably win close, but the six and a half is too many points. Rodgers also, and the other thing I forgot to mention, we talked about it, the other main reason I like this, coming off the Thursday time game as well, so extra prep time as the Titans also have that. So give me Rodgers plus the six and a half is my final lock.
0: I respect that I respect that um especially when I have I think what looks like to be a Friday broadcast of the reaction from Colin Coward of that game going on right behind me it's just (laughs) YouTube's on autoplay right now and that's what they got on it's him and Mark Sanchez breaking it down but I do respect it but I'm gonna guess triple dog down on my Thanksgiving take and gonna go with the Lions one last time as my lock to cover So I'm gonna one last time on the Lions give us Thanksgiving game on this lockham sheet. Um, because Christian didn't have a lot of Thanksgiving game on there. So I'm gonna take the Lions as the opening game of the week, and I think they're gonna start me off just fine.
1: All right. I mean, I respect it. I, I hope you're right. That would be if the Lions if the Lions win this game t- tomorrow, they're not out of the playoff. They're alive in the playoff race. If they win yeah. this game. They're right there, next-,
0: They're right there next to the Sanders, yeah. <laughs> that would be, what, four games in a row? Yeah.
1: So, yeah, I, I hope you're right, man. I, I respect it, putting it all on the lines. You know they've burned me a lot of times, but I hope you're right. I always do pull four.
0: <laughs> hey, man, it would be fun to see. It would, it would definitely be fun to see.
1: Yeah, agree with you on that. Okay, and there you have it. Those are our locks, upset statements. Well, what a solid week ahead! I'm I'm very excited to see all these games and also chat with you next week. This beginning of the week, the thing I said I needed to mention before final thoughts: the the streak looks like it might be coming to a close. The Beam team currently down one ten ninety seven to the Hawks with four minutes left. Uh, so the win streak may be coming to a close. Still fully ride with the Kings. They're still the Beam team, but. The streak itself uh, looks like it's probably going to come to an end here in a couple minutes, so that stings.
0: It's okay for the streak to end, but like I like you said, you know they have it's a good it's good times down in Sacramento, and that's rare, you know. And for you to call it before it happens, it's a good thing for us, you know. It's a good thing we got a new bandwagon to start up and pitch up. Um, perfect time if they come in on a loss for us to announce that we're opening up the bandwagon. Of course, mm-hmm. this sounds just about our just about our luck. But uh, I'll still ride but it's okay. I'm still fine, I'm still fine, I'm still a full believer <laughs> in uh Kings. I'm also keeping an eye out on these Pacers because I kind of want to see how they turn out. With, smack with that, I think. What's that?
1: So I think the Wolves were uh, I do agree with you, the Pacers have been fun. I think the Wolves were smacking them when I last looked. Let me that's
0: know. good because I was about to say that was my final thing, um, about okay, the NBA is that the Wolves are coming in on a win streak. So hopefully we keep that win streak by the time you make your power rankings. <laughs> so consider that. <laughs> but besides that, yeah, I mean, those are the NBA, man. Like you said at the beginning of this episode, it's always keeping ourselves interesting.
1: Yeah. Now the, the Thunder and the Nuggets Nuggets are down six to the Thunder right now. <laughs> <laughs> the Thunder down six. But yeah. All right.
0: So – Final. Actually, before we do final thoughts, Colby, what are uh, what are just what what do you think? Which team is the most thankful for to have have happened this season? What is the most thankful storyline?
1: That's a good one. Ooh, oh man, yeah. put me on the spot there. That's a really good segment, though. I can't believe I didn't think of that.
0: Ooh, we that could do is... three of them. Just that way, it's not way you don't have to narrow it down to one. We could do three of them.
1: Okay. All right. So the three most thankfuls, that's fun. That's a good mm-hmm. sign. All right. Well, just off the top of my head, i am scrolling through the teams here. We've talked about it at nauseum, but I'll say the Chicago bears are thankful that they have finally found their quarterback in Justin Fields. They're thankful. He is not the problem. He looks like the guy and you can now build around him. He's shown you more than Mitch Trubisky ever did more than any quarterback has done. The Chicago Bears are thankful that they have Justin Fields and that they finally have their guy quarterback.
0: That's a good one. I like that, and especially because, like you said, we once we found out that he was, like, popping off, we were like, yeah, this is it. This is fun. This is fun to watch. We we're like, hell yeah, we can get behind this. Everyone's thankful for that. Um, I think everybody can be thankful outside just the Bears, too, um, just to see finally the Bears get a good quarterback. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say – a team that is thankful this year, give me the Giants. Giants thankful that they finally have probably the guy at coach, you know, a head coach. I think they finally found their guy a head coach. They find after the – what is it? Not Australian. It's uh, Coughlin, right? Tom Coughlin. Yeah. So after Tom Coughlin left, it's finally good that they, uh, they finally have somebody to take the reins.
1: That's a good one. I like that. All right, I'm going to do another – my next thing – or do you want to go again or you want me to go?
0: You got it, you got it. We're in a good good group.
1: So we've said a lot of positives about this team. I'm going to say it's not necessarily a negative on them, but it's a little bit different than the last two we've just done. I'm going to say the Tennessee Titans, and they are thankful that they play in the AFC South because even (laughs) though they've had their issues, and they are winning, and I give them credit for that, but, man, the margin of error they get compared to the rest of the league just because of their division is significant. The Tennessee Titans are – Thankful for the Colts, Texans, and Jags. They're there's they've had their issues and they have already run away with the division. So the Titans are thankful for the rest of the, the AFC South. <laughs>
0: That's jacked up, man. That is truly jacked up. <laughs> I love the take, though. That's so true. Cause like easily the we had the AFC South to be so competitive and sloppy, but we also did say at the beginning of the season that we could see the Titans riding away again, and they sure enough did. My next take is gonna be. The Seattle Seahawks are thankful for our, not only the Denver Bronco move, but also just how their draft and how this whole season just happened. I think the Seahawks in general are just thankful for, our, I guess, yeah, Russell Wilson leaving. <laughs> I, I, I didn't want to categorize it like that, but, yeah, that's where it's at. Seattle is thankful for Russ to leave.
1: Now well, that's a good one. I'm going to finish with mine, and I'm going to go in the same division as you. And this is kind of a hindsight is 2020. Um, and it's also just kind of a luck of the draw thing. And I'm going to say the San Francisco 49ers are thankful that no one wanted Jimmy G and they didn't end up trading him And because Trey Lance ended up breaking his leg in the second game. I mean, you can't, you couldn't have never seen that coming And who, what do you know? You just happen to still have Jimmy G around this season would have gone in the toilet. Had they, had they traded Jimmy G and then Trey Lance broke his leg, they'd be stuck with some terrible backup and probably out of the mix right now. Instead, they're in the Super Bowl window. So the Niners are thankful that no one wanted Jimmy G, and they brought him back.
0: I think that is so true because they were just sitting – they treated him like trash, too. Like, they literally kicked him to the curb, practicing on a whole other field with, like, <laughs> like pretty much equipment managers. And, <laughs> that's, and then all of a sudden the guy gets hurt, injured and he's back on the field playing with starters. My final one for most thankful team is obviously going to be the Vikings. And Kevin O'Connell and Kirk Cousins winning these last-minute games. I think the Vikings are very thankful to be coming on the right side of those games, especially when they uh, have a point differential of minus two. Thank you, Cowboys, for ruining that. But um, I, think, uh, I think the Vikings are definitely very thankful for how things have turned out, especially underneath the new head coach.
1: That's a good one. That's a very good one.
0: So – the all-around Colby, what are your final thoughts?
1: Okay, well, this I feel like has been a really good episode. But, you know, I generally like to – not necessarily always, but I feel like I usually like to go in a positive direction for the final thoughts. But I'm going to have to go with a little bit of a negative final thought here and a little bit of, of a sad – almost sad final thought. And that's Kawhi Leonard, man. He can't play. He's hurt again. He's got another nagging injury. He has only played in, what, like two or three games the whole season. He hadn't played in 15 months before that. And I say this is sad because I love Kawhi Leonard when he's out there. He's one of the best players in the league. He's so fun to watch. He's a great defender, a scorer, plus all the memes, just because he's kind of a weird guy. But, man, he can't play. He cannot stay healthy. He's always something. Is he ever even, like, going to be out there as a viable player again? Like it's a major concern. It makes me sad. And the Clippers have been good. If they had Kawhi, they'd be title front runner right now. But you just don't know. So that's my final thought. Is just man, what what is going on with Kawhi Leonard?
0: Yeah, that does feel bad. Especially like you said, I I was a big Kawhi fan too. Especially when he won that ring in Toronto, I thought that was very electric, very fun. Uh, especially because he was trying to he was trying to you know make his find his way in the league all by himself without the Spurs being a grasp over him. But here we are, you know, he's injury. The injury bug is just bitten him so badly, you know, and it's very sad to see I'm with you. It's a, you're right. You don't really say that pretty sad stuff, but damn, that was pretty, pretty sad. But at the same time, it's true. I, I'm, I'm concerned for Kawhi and I want him to come back as well. So the Clippers need him, And I think so do we, I'm with you on that cold. Uh, my final thoughts. Going to be, man. I really I have to pretty much once again double down on my Thanksgiving take of my <laughs> final. Fire. Uh, I really, I really need these Thanksgiving games to pop off because I've been selling it for the last two weeks now uh, about how good these games are going to be. So I'm really, I'm really anticipating a really good slot of games tomorrow for everyone to watch and see. And I think this is the first time that we're getting that from these teams, all of them coming in on good notes or at least notes to come back and bounce back on <clears throat> Vikings. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. And I hope everyone has a good Thanksgiving. It's going to be some good stuff.
1: Yeah, good stuff. Y'all have a great Thanksgiving out there. Hey, thank you for listening to the CJ
0: JC Show. If you want more content, follow us on Instagram, where we post weekly pickems and other social media whenever that happens. Also, keep a lookout for our pick'ems list so you can join in on the takes and all the fun. Peace out.